Hello out there in podcast land. I hope you're doing well this Saturday. Hope you've planned something fun, something relaxing, at least for tomorrow on Sunday. Welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook at Caregiving is a Ministry, all one word. Guess what? We've come to the end of our exploration of trust and waiting on God in the scriptures. For the past 44 days, can you believe it? 44 days, we have discovered all that the scripture has to say about trusting in God and waiting on him. We have combed through it thoroughly, I believe. So today we'll do a little recap and hit the highlights of what we've learned. First, why are we to trust God? Because he loves us and he acts on our behalf. Hosea 2, the second chapter, uh, verses 19 and 20, which was episode 72, says, I will betroth you to me forever. Yes, I will betroth you to me in righteousness and in justice, in favor and in compassion. And I will betroth you to me in faithfulness then you will know the Lord. And then Isaiah 64 and 7, which was episode 83, states, Since ancient times no one has heard, nor ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you who acts on behalf of those who wait on him. We wait on him because he loves us and he acts on our behalf. How are we to wait on God? Remember, we are to wait on him with a good attitude, with patience and in other words we're to we're to keep those commandments of placing him first by loving our neighbor and practicing living in the fruit of the spirit and we are to offer him praise Isaiah 12 4 through 6 which was episode 107 states and on that day you will say, Give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known his deeds among the people, make them remember that his name is exalted. Praise the Lord in song, for he has done marvelous, glorious things. Let this be known throughout the earth. Rejoice and shout for joy, you inhabitants of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Just because... Um, we're waiting on God and we're experiencing perhaps some silence. It doesn't give us the excuse to be grumpy <laughs> or mean or have a bad attitude or sluggish. Nope. We wait with good attitudes and we give God praises all throughout the, the journey. Why is it important for us to trust in God? Because he's proven himself faithful, don't you think? And he sees the larger picture and ultimately we know that it will work out for our good. We gain peace when we wait and place our trust in him. Isaiah 26, 3, episode 105 states, And you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. And of course, Romans 8, 28 says, And we know that all things will work. God will work for good for those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Does trusting in God guarantee us smooth times? Absolutely not, right? 
Jesus tells us that there will be trials and and tribulations. The scripture reference to me that comes to mind when it talks about um, guaranteeing that we will have, not guaranteeing that we will have smooth times, but what we are to do comes from the Gospel of Mark, the fourth chapter, verses 35 and 39, where it says, That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was, just as he was in the boat. There was also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. You see, the key is what Jesus stated. When Jesus stated, let's go over to the other side. That was the key to the disciples, that everything was going to be all right. That statement right there was their guarantee that no matter how strong the storm was, the master who was with them had already declared that they would make it on the other side. And that's what trusting in God does for us as we go through the storms that are not guaranteed, right? Jesus said, in this this world you'll have trials and tribulations. But the guarantee is that he's with us. Trusting in God is like us being in the boat and watching the waves, but him being in the stern sleeping. If he's sleeping, everything's going to be okay. He already told us we were going to get to the other side. That's what trusting God does for us. It's a demonstration of our faith in him, knowing that we will make it to the other side, knowing that in this season of hardship, we will come through it, knowing that as we're waiting for his timing on something that we may desperately want, we'll come out on the other side, we'll be victorious. Or maybe we get something that we really didn't want, but we know that it'll work out for our good. We place our trust in God, and as we wait on him, we wait on him with expectation and with good attitudes. As we go about our individual lives, the hustle and the bustle of each day, let's remember to honor God by making time for him and only him at some point in our day. Learning to delight in him as he delights in us. Learning to celebrate him. Let's tell him how how good he's been to us and how much we love him. Let's celebrate God to God. And then after we've done that, we've delighted in him. We've given him praise. We've offered thanksgivings. Then, of course, we tell him what weighs heavy on our hearts. Then at the conclusion, I want you to tell him that you trust him. I will tell him that I trust him, that we place our trust in him for our loved ones, the ones whom we're caring for, that we place our trust in him with our children, that he's actually given you, (laughs) I don't have kids, (laughs) that you trust him with your spouse, your job, your health, and your heart. Trusting in Jesus is the best way to start and end each day. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that At the end of this 44-day journey, we have been strengthened in our hearts and in our minds 
exactly what trusting you looks like, what waiting on you looks like, and why we are to do it. You are like no other God. You are the living God. You are the God who very much cares about what goes on in our lives. You are the God who actually invites us into fellowship with you. How awesome and holy you are. We celebrate you this day for giving us health and strength, for pulling us ever closer toward you and reading about you in your word which gets internalized in our hearts and then the Holy Spirit uses to comfort us and to convict us and to mold us ever more into the image of our Savior, Jesus Christ. We celebrate you today, O God, for being a God who may sit high, but you look low. We celebrate you today, God, for being our Redeemer, for being our healer, for being our banner, for being the God who has woven all of this in your control. We place our trust in you, God, because we know that you are trustworthy. We know that you will work all things out for our good and your glory. We place our trust in you, Lord, because whom else can we trust? No one but you, our maker. So as we lay down our burdens and the weights of each day, this day, of caring for our loved one, watching them wither away, watching them struggle, perhaps to feed themselves, the daily grind of feeding them, bathing them, perhaps without no change in the diagnosis. Give us the strength to celebrate them and you, to remain with a good attitude and a pure heart, knowing that somehow the ugliness of caregiving that it can be at times will still bring about glory and will work out for their good as well as ours. Yes, Lord, we place our trust in you this day. We love you, but more importantly, you love us. And we celebrate you today. The God who sits on high, but looks down low. Thank you. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. All right, my podcast family. Let's see what God has in store for us on Monday. Go and minister the act of caregiving. In the name of Jesus, bye.